what's going to be how's it hanging how's it happening you guys know this is kevin from the card progression podcast the podcast inspiring young rock and metal fans discovering music feeling their desire to connect and feel accepted welcome to the show everybody we are already excuse me into may of 2023 my god this time is just flying by i mean you always say the time is flying by but we're in the spring from fall why did i say from to spring from fall because the band we have on the podcast today is called From Fall to Spring. Absolutely. Had to make a weird reference there. But get ready for an energetic and rather dynamic episode. Oh, yeah. Just like their music. Before we jump into the podcast, though, I want to thank support for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So, yes, you guys know. I mean, we're into the thick of 2023. Concerts are going on left and right. And I'm going to as many as I possibly can. And you guys know exactly why I go to those shows because I love the music and my favorite things to do and because I'm a mosh pit maniac so I gotta make sure I'm constantly saying what I like to call mosh pit fit so I gotta make sure I can continue to literally go from the beginning of the first band to the end of the headliner and not stop anywhere in between I need that endurance I need that strength to deliver the hits and take the hits from some of those big dudes that literally will try and you know go like we're gonna try knocking down the pit I'll be like give it a shot Except for you, Nate. I know you can already knock me down. Had to give a shout out to my buddy Nate on that one. So how do I say Mosh Pit Fit? I go to the gym six days a week and my seventh day is my rest day. So I'll sit in the sauna and whatnot. But I will be in there for like two and a half hours at a time. A lot of cardio, a lot of weightlifting. So I'm preparing my body for that and I'm training. But I also need to prepare and recover right so my body can continue to do this on a day in and day out basis and achieve those fitness goals of being Mosh Pit Fit. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. Many different types of supplements to help you achieve your fitness goals and be mosh pit fit like me. So you can use their pre-workout, both stim and stim free. I use the stim free version because I don't need any caffeine or energy than I already have. I drive off adrenaline, motherfuckers. They also have different types of B-cellular recovery complexes. Your muscles absorb the nutrients post-workout. Different types of creatine muscle. Different types of protein muscle. Whey-based protein, plant-based protein, collagen-based protein. I use their whey-based Chocolate malt flavor, because that's some good stuff. Different types of multivitamins, and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and watchers on YouTube get 20% using code CPP20 at FNX.com. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now, guys, it's no longer fall. It's spring. We're going from fall to spring on this podcast with the band from fall to spring. Get ready for one hell of a fun episode. The next 45 to 50 minutes of your time is going to be worth it. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. One of the fav- my favorite places to interview people from is from the country of Germany. And honestly, I've never had a bad experience from music that's come out of there. And when I got this one sent to me, I'm like, okay, this is definitely going to be someone I see a band that has a name from blank to blank. I'm always excited about that because it's always going to produce some good quality content. And when I took a listen to it, I'm like, oh dear God. Yeah, I am absolutely in for this. Their style has a modern take on new metal with a lot of modern rock and there's some blasting 808s, heavy breakdowns, rapping on top of it. It is all over the place, but it's always dynamic to the point where you're going to want to listen to more. So you want to listen to their brand new album, Rise, which comes out on April 14th of 2023. And if you haven't already checked it out, because I believe this episode so it'll come out after the episode the album is released if you haven't checked it out go do so but after you enjoy this podcast with the two vocalists from the band so please please welcome philip and lucas from the band from fall to spring on the podcast today so gentlemen welcome to chord progression podcast thank you so much lovely to be here thank you for inviting yeah. us 
pleasure to be here. We are really looking forward to the podcast. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. How are you guys doing? I mean, uh, by the time this, by the time we're recording this, you still have a little bit of time before the album comes out. By the time this releases, like the album will be out. So, how has everything been going in your world? Of course, with releasing all these singles for the album, getting it out there. How has everything been going for you guys as of late? So, um, we started with uh, all the singles uh, right about when the pandemic hit the world. So uh, we had actually, we had a tour planned, we had an EP planned, we had festivals planned, everything was shut down due to the pandemic. And then we said to ourselves, let's write as much music as we can, shoot as much music videos as we can, and yeah, release everything. And in the process, we uh, found a few new partners. We partnered up with the Rising Empire, we partnered up with booking agencies. And yeah, I think the album represents our last two years during the pandemic so every feeling every situation everything is put into this album and yeah it's a real personal one and it's our first one so it really means a lot that it's coming out in a few days so it's crazy a personal one and one that you guys put a lot of time into especially with everything that happened during the pandemic but in tow i mean you take a look at it you guys are set up in a fantastic position, even from the pandemic, where, yeah, of course, everything went to shit. You guys had tours planned, festival planned, but you ended up picking it up in terms of what can we work on in this moment? Let's work on more new music because that's what we can do. Work on new music videos because that's what we can do. And then by the time, you know, the world was able to open back up again and concerts are now the norm once again, thank God, you guys are in a position to not only go full force into that, but you constantly have uh you know a barrage of new material for fans to sink their teeth into and then by the time the album comes out it's like okay we've heard a good amount of these songs but we still get a couple others there so by the time that release happens you're still in the mindset of everybody as the album's coming out i mean i've been taking a look at you know the num of course take a look at the numbers and it seems like in the streams it's like everyone you hit it's like in the hundreds of thousands and all of a sudden it gets the ones that are a little bit older and they're in the millions to two million streams on spotify so Clearly, you know, a consistent release schedule has been a major component in terms of making sure that people are continuing the name from fall to spring and keeping that sound going into, you know, those different algorithms, of course, on Spotify, which is a real important thing right now. Uh, those playlists, everything around there, keeping the name from fall to spring in people's minds. It seems like you guys have been doing that really well. Yeah, we actually uh, try to keep uh, the the amount of time between the songs uh, up to two or three months tops so that you have uh, like four four or five songs per year but it's pretty exhausting with other video shooting and song producing it really got on our nerves a bit in 2022 because we couldn't tour that much this year that year uh, but i think 2023 is going to be awesome and we're pretty fortunate we can we are doing that and we can tour in germany and we got sold out shows coming and we're pretty psyched for that yeah well i'd be psyched for that too now let me ask you this because when it came to that release schedule you know consistent two to three months and having to do everything with the music videos around there, making sure the production and everything was solid and making sure that the release was continually solid to make sure that you guys continue to grow and you said it was rather exhausting at that point to the point where you didn't tour what, what do you mean by how exhausting was it? Because I want to know the process of this, specifically because I've seen a lot more bands start to go down this route of, you know, focusing more on singles, given the way that people are consuming music. But from your side, actually going through this, especially from more of that feeling of exhaustion, how was that like? What was that like? What was that process like? I'm very curious about this, honestly. 
Yeah, so you got to understand, we wrote all the songs on the go. So uh, starting 2022, for example, the song Beast Mode, which was released in August, I think, or, or July, it hasn't, hadn't been written yet. So we were writing songs, we were producing songs, we were recording them and uh, simultaneously shooting music videos, doing PR stuff, doing social media. We went live all the time on TikTok uh, and we really started gathering some followers on TikTok during the pandemic. And yeah, there was no time out. And you have to understand we are, we are all working full time. So this is a hobby right now at the, at the stage where we are doing it. It's just a hobby. We want to do it full time as a musician, but uh, it's not possible at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we had to do it all simultaneously and all and had to, to be creative uh, while you are doing so much organization and stuff that takes a real uh, that takes a lot out of you because you always have to be sharp. You always have sometimes you have to force yourself to do something because, you know, it has to be done, even though you're not in the mindset right now to do some organization and stuff. You rather want to write some more songs. But the song that we all worked so hard on for weeks, it has to be finished till the end of the week. And these are the hard sessions. And but uh, it, as Luca said, it all paid off. So if you put in the work, it all pays off in the end. Say hard work pays off the end. I want to thank you for that, Philip, because when it comes down to the fans and when they're consuming music and people are trying to get their hands on music, it's okay. A new song comes on. That's like, Oh man, it's awesome. And two weeks or three weeks later, they're asking, when's the next song coming out? When's the next thing coming out? And when it comes to, again, trying to make sure that how people consume music through streaming, where those, you know, focuses are coming through when it comes to consistently getting on those playlists, getting in the algorithm, everything around there, a consistent flow and a consistent flow of content is something that is much more prevalent today. But what people don't understand is the stuff that the artists or the creators are going through at that point in time. Like you said, you have to write the music, you know, you have to produce it, make the music video, do all the social content for it. And for a lot of bands, it's not like this is the only thing that they're doing too. There's a bunch of other things going in the background. Plus, if you're not at a point where you're doing this full time, you have other responsibilities. You're trying to make money other ways so you can make this into that full fruitful venture to do this full time. So when it comes to, you know, what you guys calling it exhausting work, I can now fully understand that. And I think fans can much have much more of appreciation for not only the work that you guys are doing specifically, but the work that musicians and artists are doing as a whole, especially when it comes to the model that is out right now, where when it with music, a consistent release schedule, a consistent stream of new music seems like the way that need, it needs to be done in order to make sure that you're still, you know, in that algorithm or in the playlists or just to make sure that people are continually having your band's name and your songs in their heads and when the new one comes out then it's reflecting that once again just a new song and it continues to be funneled into them yeah what's also really important is to always promote the older songs too that's that's a mistake that we are seeing so often that they a band puts out a song and a month later no posts about that song anymore and uh, actually, our song Rise, which started the whole journey uh, a bit for us, it took off three or four months after the release. So it took yeah. a bit of time and uh, we promoted it like crazy. And yeah, you have to stick to it and really promote till the next single is there, promote it every day. That's what we tried. That's what we're still doing uh, till today. And yeah, I think that made a difference in the end. And of course, because the pandemic gave us time to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And another another thing I do want to add to that too is 
when you're saying, you know, continue to promote even your older stuff as well. That's stuff that you guys created. That stuff, especially for, for the Rise album, all the songs you guys have released over the past couple of years, those songs are on that album. So even songs that were yeah. released at the beginning of the life cycle for this, you can still continue to promote those. And it's still relevant in terms of the promotion because you create it and you can make it relevant. Hell, you can, you know, make it relevant where it's, it's the one year anniversary of this song. It's the one year anniversary of this piece. It's the like five year anniversary of this piece. Or it's like something happened to me today where this song really works alongside this crazy story. So go stream it, go listen to it. You can continue to promote that stuff because it's something that you created. You took months, maybe years to create this stuff. Don't just throw it away for, you know, for promotion for like three days. Yeah, and actually, uh, there are millions of million, millions of people listening to music, and um, so many haven't heard this song yet. And uh, there is always, for a small band, there's always just a small amount of people who are uh, getting to know the song when it's actually released. And you can get a whole new fan base years after that because they don't know you, they don't know the song, and you can actually you can promote it as a new song. I um, I often post something on TikTok. Uh, like this is the new style and I post Rise which is over two years now over two years old and there are always people commenting I just found this and this is so awesome and yeah I encourage especially small bands to keep going and always try to promote their songs even if they have released over a year ago or something yeah and that could also go to just any anybody in the creative space as well if you put something out there continue to promote it yeah. yeah, definitely. And you see it, uh, for example, with Master of Puppets from Metallica. So Stranger Things made it big again. It's a really old song. And now everybody was hearing it again. So it, it doesn't matter if the song is five years old, 10 years old. If you think it's the right moment, promote it again. Yeah, that song came out, what, 1986? And all of a sudden, I remember last year, I had friends, like, playing it in their car, and I had friends, like, showing me, like, oh, yeah, this we're listening to in the gym. They were playing Master of Puppets. And I'm sitting there scratching my head. I'm just thinking, you guys, like, this song's been out for how long? And it's like, you know, the, the old guys in the gym are probably lifting to this right now. And they've been lifting this for over 30 years. But honestly, it's pretty cool in a way. And then one other thing you said, Lucas, that just stands out and should stand out to every fan and every band is when it comes to, you know, especially from a younger band perspective or a smaller band's perspective, the audience that you have is going to know yourself, but there's a large audience that does. So you continue to promote this stuff and it's going to be new to them. I mean, think about even from our other three standpoints for ourselves. How many times have we discovered bands or discovered artists that are deeper into their life cycles or have like four or five albums out there? I mean, I still remember, was it three and a half years ago, I was going to a show because I wanted to go see Light the Torch perform because I wanted to see Howard Jones perform. And the headliner was a band I had never even heard of really that much. I maybe heard one song of theirs and kind of dismissed it. And I thought, you know what? I really don't know. They've been around for quite a while and decided to give them a chance. That was the first time I saw Ice Nine Kills, and I've seen him like seven times <laughs> since. I'm like, I didn't know about this, but if, you know, continue promotion, continue to work hard, and you never know what might happen because you're able to connect out with so many different people. There's over 8 billion people in this world, and there's a chance that you, there's a there's a guarantee that not every person in the world has heard your song. There's a guarantee that not every person that is sitting around you has heard your song. Honestly, you could probably go, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Philip, you probably go into Ikea where you're sitting right now in your car, <laughs> you could go in and ask someone if they've heard Master of Puppets before. And I can guarantee you there's going to be someone in there that says, I've never heard that name before. I don't know that song. So there's always somebody out there that doesn't, that isn't aware of it, that can become a fan. 
Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that, totally. And that is awesome. And um, therefore, the the whole social media, TikTok, Spotify thing, it's it's bad for musicians money wise, but it's really nice that you can reach an audience you couldn't reach before. 20 years ago you couldn't reach someone in brazil or someone in america as easily as we can now with just one click and one video we load we, we upload yeah absolutely and can you go a little bit further in what do you mean by it's not as fruitful for you guys money-wise i have an idea of exactly where you're going with this <laughs> but i just want to have a better understanding of it so that everyone else can listen like wait a minute is i thought social media was a good thing for artists yes for reach but for money no, no. so i kind of want a little bit more on that there was more about Spotify because, as you know, Spotify isn't paying uh, artists as well as they should and as well as they could. They're taking the money for themselves and artists have to use this platform because it's so uh, uh, well received uh, with the public and everyone's using Spotify, Deezer or Amazon Music and or Apple Music. And you have to uh, play that game. Um, many big artists try to try to go around Spotify. But uh, they all, in the end, uh, they are coming to Spotify and they're all up uploading their music there because uh, everyone has to now. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's like that. It's like yeah, that. and also I think I think what is important is that um, you can access the music that easily. You don't have to go into the store buy an album, which really brings money in for the bands. Mm -hmm. The, yeah. the people are just streaming the music and I think all social media outlets are uh, enhancing this because you always want everything on, on your phone right now in the second uh, that you that it comes pops up in your head you want to listen to it and this this only works with streaming so I guess all the social media all the new digital stuff uh, goes hand in hand and that makes it difficult to make a living with music actually so yeah. we had this from even bigger bands, uh, really, really bigger bands than, than we are, and they are also struggling, so yeah, but maybe it will shift in the future, I don't know, I guess music always finds a way. When it comes down to it, it'll always end up shifting in the future because there's always going to be something that comes out that becomes better than what was before. I mean, just, just think about it in this instance, from when when prominent way to consume music went from buying CDs in the late 90s, early 2000s to all of a sudden, you know, the iPod came out, iTunes was the biggest thing and buying a single MP3 files. It was, you were still buying those, but it was so much easier to get those and access those because now you could have them at any time. If you only wanted certain songs, you could get them and they were put straight on your computer, straight on your iPod. So you didn't have to actually go to the store and buy the physical medium. Plus from a convenience standpoint, it was put in a nice little, you know, little device instead of having this huge giant rack of CDs. Now, of course, that got replaced by, we thought that was, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of it, but it got replaced by streaming. And when it comes to the aspect from streaming, when it comes to artists, you know, the fact that Spotify is not paying its artists, it's, that's a very, very, very well-known thing that's in, in the industry. It is an absolute terrible thing that we do need to see change from because you're the ones that are creating that plat, the, the, what's, what people, what's driving people to the platform. So people, you're going to have to buy it. But the problem that you guys are facing is everyone is going there because it is so easy for the consumer of music, like someone like myself, like someone like even you guys that just love music and want to listen to stuff to open your phone, open Spotify, quickly search and boom, you get that song right then and there. So if there's going to have some sort of change, there has to be something different than Spotify. That's going to be even easier for the people to listen to music and to go through it. Of course, can we think about exactly what that is right now? 
Not really, because it seems like, you know, okay, what can be better than streaming? But there's going to be something that ends up coming along and overtaking that in the future. What it is, we don't know. But when it happens, I hope it's something that actually pays artists their fair share because you guys are the one that are creating the art. You know, you should be the ones being paid for that art. That would be awesome. <laughs> I really have no idea what that could be, but I'm open to it. <laughs> Yeah, let's see what the what the future brings. But um, there are always ways of making money as a musician. And right now, I think the live game is back. So shows are back. People are looking forward going to to going to festivals and stuff. And you have to adapt as a musician. So if it's not uh, the the sales from from the music, there's always always a way to make it. So let's see what it is in the future. We'll, we'll see what it is in the future. So when it comes to the live setting as well, I know you guys said you really didn't do much touring last year based on how much you were focused in on the new music, getting those singles out every couple of months. But now with you know the album coming out, you're going to have the full suit of it. Now it's time to go out of the road and make that money and actually go out and tour. So what's the touring schedule looking like from, from fall to spring over throughout 2023? Yeah, we're actually doing a headline tour in Germany in April with about uh, six or seven stops. And as of yet, uh, there are just uh, tickets available for two shows. The rest is completely sold out. And nice. that's going to be awesome. That's going to be our first sold out tour and our first real sold out shows. And we already played three of them and it was really, really awesome. But I think the best is yet to come uh, because we're going to the big cities like Hamburg and Cologne. And it's going to be awesome. I'm pretty pretty psyched for it yeah yeah but we always uh, we also had a highlight last week we played a show at a really really small town in uh Bavaria, and they had a host for the whole evening and it was evil jared from the bloodhound gang <laughs> and he played bass he played bass for one song of, a, of our set he played bass for our yeah. song destiny he, he went on stage and it was so awesome he's a really nice guy he's living in, in germany actually in berlin and he came to Bavaria to play uh, play a song with us on stage. That was uh, fucking crazy. Is there a video of this somewhere? Because yeah. I am just blown yeah. away yeah. by this right now. Yeah, yeah, we will, we will upload this. And yeah, it's coming. We we did a POV stage stage video of Destiny featuring Eva <laughs> Jared, and it's coming on YouTube soon. I think next week or so. Yeah. So then in between, like, you know, the, the openers and you guys in between the sets, I mean, if he was hosting, did you guys have some of the Bloodhound Gang's music playing in between sets to get people, you know, pumped up for the rest of the show? All of a sudden, just you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. All of a sudden, everyone's just like, woo, we're enjoying this. Then you guys come on, and I was just completing it, utter chaos in the best way possible. I think he uh, DJed himself uh, from uh, 11 uh, p.m. to 2 a.m., and I think he played a lot of of his own songs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the yeah, same time, it was real fun. I'll say, but at the same time too, if he's gonna be DJing and hosting, of course you're gonna want to have some of that stuff come in there just to yeah. have some fun with it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was awesome from uh, start to finish. Yeah. And when it comes to the style of music that you guys end up working with, and all the different influences that come in there, and how dynamic it can be. That has me questioning one main thing, especially from the live show perspective. When you guys go up on stage and you're playing a live show, what is it like? Because I am very curious about this and I want to know if it's something that I'm going to either want to go and see or 
willing to sell a kidney to go and see within the next month. Uh, so I guess the show is worth uh, is worthwhile. Uh, we have really great uh, reactions from the first three shows, and we always try to give as much energy to the crowd as possible. So we have an intro. We're coming up. The intro is kind of epic uh, with lights and stuff. We uh, designed a new light show for for this tour, and yeah, it's all energy all through the set. So if anybody isn't full of sweat and uh, at the end of all his uh, of everything, at the end of our show, uh, he didn't or he or she didn't do it right. So I guess uh, to sum it up, you have to come to a show and sell your kidney. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 the way that you described it at the end being if you are not completely sweaty by the end of the show, then something is wrong. See, now I'm thinking about it in this exact instance. If you guys have any connections on the dark web or on the black market for people looking to buy a fresh kidney, you know, let me know because then I can actually make it out there in time and I can experience that because when I go to shows, my whole mindset is I see that mosh pit form and I'm like a little kid on Christmas, like a five-year-old kid seeing, running downstairs and seeing that bike wrapped up under the tree and just like, <gasps> and you just go sprinting right towards it. That is me when I see a mosh pit. So it's just like, <gasps> And just go in there and have a blast. So I'm thinking that I would just be drenched in sweat looking like I just jumped out of a pool after you guys were done playing. Yeah, that's some place I want to be. Yeah, I think you you'd like to... it. So then you have to come, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to. I, I've been wanting to come back to Europe because I've, I was there for one week in 2019. I'm like, I want to go back. I had plans to go back in 2020. But of course, the world decided it needed to shut down. And then 2021, still same thing. Last year, all the concerts were coming through the U.S. So I'm like, I ain't leaving. I'm having a blast. This year, I'm like, I need more money. Next year, though, <laughs> different story. Yeah, if you're in, somewhere in Germany, be sure to hit us up. Oh, if I'm coming, if I'm coming to Europe, one thing I'm doing is I'm taking a look at all these bands I've had in the podcast, and my hope is that I can go to a different place or a different city each night, see a band that I know that's playing there, stop by, and all of a sudden be in the pit. It's like I might get like three hours of sleep a night from doing going out, exploring, you know, seeing seeing the country, seeing every all these different countries, seeing all these different cities, and then at night, alrighty, we got a live show with uh today it's uh from fall to spring, tomorrow it's um. Uh, going over to see Future Palace and then uh, going to see Resolve and just like constantly going through the list and just having a blast with it. So if that does happen, which it should, you guys will definitely find the crazy guy in the pit. It's like, who the heck is that? Wait, did Kevin Sell's <laughs> kidney to get here? And you might see me lift up my shirt and have a huge giant scar right here. It's like, yep, he did. <laughs> it sounds great. Let's do it. Let's let's make it happen because clearly, I mean, especially after listening to the singles that you guys have out right now with the Rise album, of course, by the time the episode releases, Rise, the entire album will be out for everyone to listen to. I mean, take a listen to the music. You guys have a very diverse range of music, but the key and the core around all of it, especially that I found from listening to all the singles, is the energy that is behind it. So how did you guys end up creating all of this stuff and how do you guys end up writing in terms of bringing all these different styles and all these different ideas together to consistently create these diverse but also energetic songs at the same time? So there's always that cohesion right there. I guess it's uh, because we all have different influences and broad influences. So I'm listening to rap music. I'm listening to classical music at times. I'm listening to rock music, pop music. So, uh, and everybody in the band is like this. So we're not just the metalcore guys or the rock guys or the new metal guys. 
uh, we like fusion sounds. That's why we all love Linkin Park so much. I guess everybody loves Linkin Park, but uh, yeah, we especially love Linkin Park. You can hear this in some of our songs as well. And yeah, we always uh, like that they found a way to put these music styles like pop, rock and metal and rap on the same album. And there were also big role models, I guess, of every musician, but uh, yeah, actually of us too. And that's what we wanted to do. And in 2019, we started with an EP that was more like post-hardcore based. So a little bit of fusion with pop elements in there. We had metalcore elements in there. But it wasn't enough for us. So mm. we want to show everything that we that we can and everything that we love making. So we started rapping and it mm. just worked and it felt it felt right. So we kept doing it. And right now we are just exploring. I couldn't tell you what the next album will sound like because we, we will experiment with the sound. We want to grow with the sound. And yeah, doing everything that we love that we love and that we like to listen to in the end, that's the goal. And that's how the mm. songs were created yeah i mean who knows maybe on the next release after this one you guys are gonna get even crazier and then next and then we're gonna end up hearing you know smashing trash cans in there it's like well why are they smashing trash cans slipknot that's why <laughs> just get some <laughs> maybe, from maybe. there it, it's it's possible <laughs> but when it comes to you know thinking about lincoln park from that influence the Linkin Park influence, especially on music today, because a lot of people that are creating music right now, or especially in the younger side of things, are all in their anywhere between their like you know late teens to like early to late twenties. And you think about from that aspect, what band was going to be prevalent and prominent that was blending all these different styles together that had that popularity? And you think about Linkin Park because they constantly were blending all that hip hop and the electronic into rock and metal at the same time and doing it at such a consistent pace. And when it came for the different like vocal sets, you're seeing what Mike Shinoda brought to the table, but you're also seeing everything that Chester had brought to the to the forefront with a different style of clean. And then of course the screams were just iconic as all hell. So when it comes to having an influence in terms of blending and fusing so many different styles, I think that's the thing why I'm seeing so many different people do that nowadays because Lincoln Park was the one that brought to the forefront, but a lot of kids that were really getting into it and had their world open up through Lincoln Park to music they're the ones that are able to make music now and really experiment with these things and try out so many things. So that's why all of a sudden when we listen to you guys, we see that happen throughout this album. Yes, and also we miss this kind of music because there are not so uh, many artists in Europe or Germany, uh, especially uh, who are doing uh, new metal sounds or experimenting with uh, rock and hip hop together and mixing those styles. And we miss this kind of stuff. You have a few good bands in America who are doing it pretty well, like Dropout Kings and From Ashes to New. Mm -hmm. We love those guys. Um, we're just trying to revive that scene in Germany and Europe as a whole. And we hope, yeah, we hope more artists uh, feel the need to do it because we miss this kind of stuff. And I think that's one of the coolest things too is you guys are doing it just because this is the style that you love as well. And yeah, in the US we're seeing, you know, Dropout Kings is doing it. From Ashes to New is really getting a bit much more larger foothold in the scene here, which is fantastic to see. I love From Ashes to New, so it actually fly like fits in my, you know, in my mindset. Uh, but when you take a look over to Europe too, because I've been looking at certain bands, I mean, there's not really that many bands that are doing anything like that or really bring to the forefront. The only I can really think of, and I'm not talking, in Germany, I can't think of any. In Europe as a whole, the only one I can think of is Blind Channel from Finland. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, we played one show with them in 2020 before they got famous. <laughs> <laughs> 
They were yeah. pretty, pretty nice guys. And we played a show with them in front of like 20 or 30 people tops in a German uh, city called Mannheim. And uh, they were on tour with Amaranth, I think. And they had a day off and they booked the show and we got to be the support. Yeah. Oh, okay. That is awesome. Now, maybe you never know as time has gone on, maybe all of a sudden next year, they end up doing a pretty large run through Europe. And instead of playing in front of, you know, 20 to 30 people, you guys are playing in front of 2000 people, given the prominence that they have. And also the prominence that you guys are growing on as well. Yeah. Uh, that would be awesome. Would actually, be a, would be a dream. Yeah. Yeah. And actually we are sharing the booking agency with them now. The, yeah. they are they are represented by Contra in Germany and we also just signed a deal with them so maybe maybe there's a chance for next year all right gentlemen we are speaking this into existence right now what's gonna <laughs> here's here's what we're speaking to existence we're speaking a run with from fall to spring and blind channel going through Europe in 2024 and during one of those shows there will be some crazy guy in the middle of the pit you're gonna be like who is this guy looking like he's having a blast and why does he keep clutching the side is Kevin here because he sold the kidney? And that's when I'll do it. <laughs> hey, guys. Here's a scar. And then probably get blasted in the side by someone and just go, woo! And just fall over. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess let's do it. We went, we, we manifested here, and then it's going to heaven. We, 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 we are let's speaking. It. It. What we need to do is write down a piece of paper, light it on fire, send it up, and it's like, okay, next year, <laughs> we're making this happen. We, we were putting it out here. We got to make sure it goes on. Because, of course, after going through, you know, the things you guys have out on Rise, the one that, I mean, the first one that caught my attention right away was Draw the Line because it has a lot more of that new metal and rap rock infusion in there. And it reminded me a lot of a mixture, like some Lincoln Park in there, but it reminded me a lot of a mixture of what Current from Ashes to New kind of has a feel with, along with more of that, like, ninety late 90s energetic Limp Biscuit style at the exact same time. Yeah, that one was uh, really fun to write and really exhausting to write because that one was the uh, song we picked for our Eurovision uh, appliance. So we tried to be the German act for the Eurovision this year and uh, we had to write it on one weekend. So actually, the maybe song, you have uh, to explain what the Eurovision is because it's. Oh, I thought maybe, maybe you knew. Yeah. Eurovision also, is the biggest. Uh, I'll say, you know what it is? I know what it is, but explain it for everybody else because I want to make sure yeah, that yeah. whoever's listening to it doesn't think, oh God, what's Eurovision? What are they talking about? No, no, no. I want to, we'll, we'll go in a little bit deeper with this. Uh, Eurovision is the biggest song contest in the world and every uh, country in Europe plus uh, Australia can uh, can send uh, a contestant and uh, it's one of the biggest stages you can play on in Europe. And uh, yeah, millions and millions of uh, watches at home and it's a dream for every band in uh, in Europe to play at this one one time because you're like a folk hero in your own country when you represent your country in, in Eurovision. And this year they were open for um, for contestants from TikTok. So actually we applied via TikTok and uh, went into a voting and lost. And we had second place in the voting. So it, yeah. it, it was, was really close. close but yeah. It was it was really close, but yeah, it should be this year, and um, yeah. So we had to finish the song, and they they were we finished it on a weekend, and then we had to uh, film a live video for the song for the uh, for applying, and then they came around with and yeah, we also need a music video. So weekend after that, we shot another music video, and it was really stressful. At the end of uh, at the first uh, first two weeks in 2023, I think it was, yeah. 
but that's that's the story behind draw the line and it's all it's also a real personal song and it came along really good we i, I love the song yeah how did you guys not, as you guys come in second with this though, how'd you guys not win? However, I'm thinking about it from last year too, because I think last year Electric Callboy put in and they didn't even win. It's like, who, okay, who, like who's yeah. picking from Germany for, the, for this? Clearly they're not picking the right ones. And you guys come in second. I'm like, clearly the votes weren't right either. The German act that won we're, we're uh, the voting. Yeah? We're sending, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. So who's going... Uh, the the band that that we are sending is Lord of the Lost. They are they are like uh, Ramstein with costumes and a really good live show. If you if you never heard of them, check them out. Their song is called Blood and Glitter, and that's also a good pick. Although we would have liked to present yeah. Germany ourselves. Yeah, because yeah. if because if you guys would have gotten a pick, gotten picked and been able to represent Germany. It's could have seen some similar that happened with Blind Channel when they released Dark Side as well and they put it up there because I think they finished what six in the contest that year, but yeah. everyone got to know yeah. exactly who they were just based off of that song. And then I mean, take take a look at how that's gone for them. So I can see exactly when it comes to Eurovision why it's such a large thing that a lot of bands try and get into a lot, of, especially bands in Europe, want to be a part of based on the notoriety that comes from it. And the thing that makes you know, from my perspective, makes me smile is. When we're seeing the bands, we're seeing these artists come through, it's not like if we were in the U.S. and we saw it because it would be a lot of the same pop and hip-hop over and over again. We wouldn't see anything besides that. But over in Europe, it's like, okay, we're seeing the rock and metal world come into this. We're seeing a lot of other worlds come into this as well. It's more of a diverse sound instead of just, you know, whatever's being pushed out in the radio to the massive audience at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess also because... You um you can't you go first. Not go, go. <laughs> no, go, go first. Say, go first. Yeah. It's mm. awesome because um, the East European states, they, they love metal. And the uh, Finland loves metal. Norway, Norway loves metal. And <laughs> I think uh, there is a slight shift in the Eurovision Song Contest with rock bands and uh, bands who are experimenting. And I think that's awesome because uh, if you just do the same uh, pop songs, mm over and over again uh, you have no progression in the song contest you have no progression in the songs coming from it and you broaden your audience by taking risks yeah at eurovision uh, the audience loves the underdogs so yeah. it's a real chance to break out uh, as you see with the italian band monoskin yeah they are like one of the biggest bands right now everybody knows them they have streaming numbers that are crazy high mm. i think like the highest ever from a band uh, that debuted like a few years ago. And yeah, so it's still a goal. Maybe next year. Yeah, I guess we will try it again next year. I yeah. would I would say keep trying it as much as possible. Again, seeing how, again, the diverse crowd is in terms of people being able, you know, picking up, especially on the rock and metal side of things. And when it comes to them loving the underdog as well. I mean, you never know. You guys come in there it's no one's really, you know, speaking about from fall to spring at the beginning of the contest, but then there's one moment or one video that ends up just picking up into people's minds. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, this band is the underdog and now let's all root for them because we want to see them win over whoever the favorite is. And thinking about the Eurovision Song Contest, again, if they did over in America, I mean, if you did what, like one from every of the 50 United States, yeah, I could see it potentially working, but the problem is, is every year it would just be like, okay, it's the same exact kind of music over and over again. There would be no 
innovation going on because the fans that would be voting on it would want the same thing over and over again. Kind of like with those song contests like American Idol, why the winners are always of the same style of music every single year because they're just, it's just, it's that it's okay. This is what's popular right now. Let's just make sure we're focusing on this instead of actually trying to, you know, maybe push the needle forward, be creative because the more you're creative, all of a sudden you get bands like Blind Channel to come out of the Eurovision contest. You get bands like Monoskin who probably if they didn't do that would still be just, you know, maybe touring through Europe on an opening spot, but people got to know them. People got to know their creative style. And now, I mean, they're when they come over to the U.S. If they're gonna be playing festivals, they're like they're not headlining them, but they're still pretty high up on that bill already. And I'm not talking about just rock and metal festivals. I'm talking about the like the more popular ones that are in pop culture, like your Coachella, Lollapalooza. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are the two I'm gonna bring up for that one. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. They they play a really good uh, time at the Rock and Ring last year. They played. And Rock and Ring is like hard to get on as a new band. There are bands uh, that last about twenty years and still have played Rock and Ring, and they played yeah, it like the, in their first year. It's crazy. And the guys from and the guys and girls from Monoskin are way younger than us, <laughs> so it's a pretty big motivation because they're showing us that it can be done. It, it can be done as a band. You can still uh, write a hit, even in your own language, even if it's Italian, and go viral with it and. You got your audience, yeah. Well, even think about think about this in the same aspect. Uh, when baby metal first broke through, it was you know it's in Japanese and it's you're just how ridiculous it is. Like, why does this make sense? And you listen, it's like I don't know why, but this is just a lot of fun. And they're going to playing massive shows and playing you know arena shows up all over these places. And they're playing you know they're going to festivals. They're they're not again they're not playing in the U.S. They're not playing like early in the day right now. It's the, the festivals that they're coming through now, they might be playing. They might be playing on like a side stage, but they might be on that side stage before the absolute headliner for the festival that night goes on. And the problem then too is everyone's gonna want to go over there because what the hell's gonna happen over on this aspect, especially from a younger band that has a little more of that energetic, crazier kind of sound. From your guys' perspective, I mean that's kind of what got gets me excited because. We're, you're still able to do something like that to try and just, you know, push the needle, see where you can get, be creative. You never know what that's going to happen because maybe next year you guys do something with the Eurovision contest, end up getting the, be the representative and then take off from there. And you never know all of a sudden in two, three years that rock and ring line is going to come out. And it's like, there again, bands have been trying to get on there for 20 years, but no peers from fall to spring on this bad boy. You're like, how did we get here? But this is awesome. And now there's going to be, you know, 30,000 people watching us play at one time. So don't get too frightened about that. But that, that is bucket list item yeah. number one. Yeah. Yes. That's that on our bucket list. Cross off. Yeah. At, the, at the top. <laughs> yeah. We, we, hold, uh, we had an interview like 11 years ago. It was one of our first shows. There's a festival for, uh, for school, for pupils. After uh, with, at, at the start of the uh, vacation in summer, and, uh, and we all went there as kids, yeah, to see musicians. And then we won a contest in 2012 or 13, and we got to open for the festival. And there was an interview, and it's on YouTube. And we said in this interview, biggest dream would be Rock on Ring, and we will do it someday. We will do it. Promise. Well, again, taking a look at the the diverse kind of sound that you guys are working with, the style that you're going with, the energy that you guys bring to the table at the exact same time, the potential is definitely there. 
and the focus is also there as well as these styles are starting to I mean, we kind of talk about, you know, you don't want to be safe, be all, like, stay, just go whatever's popular. But these styles are starting to gain a little bit more of a foothold, not only in, in Europe, but in America as well. Again, a use from Ashes to New is the example, kind of bringing that back. They're going to be going on a, you know, I saw them last year and doing a small a headlining run. They played in front of, like, uh, two headlining runs. The first headline run, they were actually had blind channel and support with them as well, which is kind of cool. But the, the rooms were, like, maybe 200 people. And then the headlining show they did at the end of the year, that show was in front of maybe 300 people. And in April and May, they're going to be going out and doing like opening spots, but they're doing them in arenas for Shinedown. So now it's okay. People are getting into this. People are getting excited about this. So people are going to be able to get a chance to listen to this. And with new metal kind of having more of that resurgence once again and have that style, Coming back, I mean, we've kind of seen it with Limp Biscuit still remaining popular. Slipknot's always still popular all throughout. But it's, there's always a sort of connection there. Heck, I mean, even when it comes to experimenting and some crazy things, Avenged Sevenfold's releasing new music this year, finally. So yes, there's always I this... I'll say there's yeah. always this hunger for this. And you guys, with your creative stylings, with your energy, you have the ability to really tap into the style and the writing that you want to do that could absolutely hit with audiences going forward so that you can make good on that, you know, that 2012 interview and end up playing rock and ring within the next couple of years. That's the hope. That's the goal. I would say maybe don't sell your kidneys over that one. Let me, I, I, I got, I got two kidneys. They might have a robotic one somewhere, you know, maybe I can just, you know, cut this one out. We can, you know, give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, that's always the goal. Yeah. <laughs> say, we'll call it the yeah, kidney but, uh, fund. <laughs> exactly. If you would ask us uh, 12 years ago, I would definitely have sold my kidney to play Rock'em Ring. But right now, I see a way without selling it. So we tried to pursue this one. <laughs> so I think a good way to put this is continue down that path where you don't have to sell your kidney, but still get to play Rock'em Ring and maybe don't sell anything else that's like, you know, you know, baby bodily function necessary. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the goal, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the goal. But one thing I do want to make sure that people know is you guys, when it comes to Rise, the album, there's so much going on on there that you're going to want to listen to every single one of the songs. I really enjoy Draw the Line, but I got to make sure I get the, the one right because I – but Barriers, Barriers was more of a – like it had a little bit of a softer feel to it, but that one, just the sound of it really – really hit for me like it just i was just stuck on it for some reason so before we were started this uh, interview i was jumping between jawline and barriers listening to those back and forth like i can't get enough of these but there that's and that's just two songs there are so much more dynamic sounding sounding songs on this album as well you're gonna want to listen to it and you're gonna want to make sure you can help out these guys get to that point where they can get to rock and ring and support them every step of the way i mean if, if you like music this is a band for you to get into. I'm not saying, you know, oh, well, what kind of music? Just music. Just if you like music, if you want to have that energetic drive, boom, right here from fall to spring. Don't miss out on it. Yeah. Yes. To everybody, go and listen. Tell us what you're thinking. We always love to connect to everybody. We always love to speak to people who uh, feel something with our music. It's always great to to hear what songs are meaning for different listeners. Yeah, let's go. And we have a lot of things coming. New songs are going to be crazy, so stay tuned, everybody.
crazy new songs oh dear god i mean now i'm even more excited so guys as we bring this podcast to its conclusion one thing i like to do is give my guests which is both of you in this instance a chance to whatever you want to say plug whatever you want to plug promote whatever you want to promote so guys floor is yours so to everybody the album is coming 14th of april rise go pick it up wherever you're living it would mean the world to us we put a lot of hard work into this album and i think it shows in the end so Pick the album up to everybody from Germany or from Europe. Come to a show. Let's connect. And yeah, everybody stay healthy, I guess. Yes. And thank you, everybody who has already listened to every song we put out in the last three years. We are grateful for everyone, whether you're from Germany, Europe, Australia or the US. Thank you uh, for making this possible for us. Yeah. Well said. Now let's this podcast with three very specific things. First things first, Rise comes out on April 14th, which is likely going to be out by the time this episode releases. So you can go and, you know, listen to it, buy it, stream it. I'd say buy it though, you know, help out the band a little bit more. Let's, you know, let's give them some support on that aspect. But when it comes to shows coming out, when it comes to more new music, when it comes to that type of content and make sure you follow along with them so that they can continue to grow and get to play Rock and Ring and you'll be able to go and see it. Best way to do that is go to the script of the podcast where it says, find from fall to spring online there's gonna be links for every social you know facebook twitter instagram tiktok where you can watch the youtube videos where you can stream the music buy the music download the music where you can buy merch where you can stay connected with them so you know when those shows are happening all this can be description of the podcast there'll be links for everything and the right labels there as well so all you have to do is click and hit that like stream buy subscribe follow button everything around there i'm taking all the hard work out of it for you all you gotta do is click and then take it from there. Now, guys, now it's time for number two. And whenever I've guessed in the podcast, I enjoy them in the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say thank you guys for taking the time to be on the podcast. And I would like to continue to support the band in the future in any way I can. And I knew this was going to be hit on right away, especially once, you know, we started talking about kidneys or when I started bringing up kidneys. So my promise to you guys is this, because you've absolutely hit on this. It is not an if. If implies that this might not happen. And I hate that. I say when. When implies it's going to happen. We just don't have a day or time yet. When I get you guys to perform live for the first time, I'm going to do my best Liam Neeson impersonation and use my particular set of skills because I will look, come for you. I will look for you. I will find you. <laughs> and I will look you both dead in the eye and say, first round's on me. Deal. That's a deal. <laughs> deal. Yeah. And hold me to that because I always love to pay up on that debt at any point in time. All of a sudden, if I'm, you know, all of a sudden in between sets, you get all of a sudden running you guys, it's just like, you also that first round. I look at you. What do you guys want? And then we're just going to the bar, take care of it, drink, have a good time. And then, you know, all of a sudden we're just going to go in the middle of the pit, smash and grab, have a blast. Just watch out for my, you know, missing kidney at that point. Okay. All of a sudden, all of a sudden you wake up in the bathtub full, filled with ice and you know what's up. Ah, the guys from Fall of Spring took my freaking kidney. <laughs> they took the other one. <laughs> they took the other one. Well, how am I going to survive? <laughs> I need the mechanical ones now. <laughs> and guys, now it's time for number three. As I bring this podcast to its full conclusion, I cannot end this by saying goodbye. That is way too final because this is a lot of fun. I would love to have you guys back on the podcast again in the future because I want to see how much further you guys get to that goal of making on the Rock'em Ring, which is a lot. I hope the next time I have you on is a much, much closer to that point or has already happened. So like within the next like year or so maybe. And I mean, I made a good promise. I got to make sure I see through that promise. So I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye. That is way too final. I end it by saying this. I'll see you later.
Yes, till then. Well, folks, I'm interview with the guys from, from fall to spring. I want to thank Philip and Luke Street on the podcast. And now it's time for Kevin's final thought. One thing I really wanted to have brought up in that podcast was when they were talking about, you know, we've been talking a lot about these different release schedules with the more single-driven focus style. And, of course, everything with Spotify, streaming, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of good stuff in there. But the thing that really stuck out to me was when they said, you know, we've been releasing these songs from the Rise album, and they've been doing it consistently, like, once every two or three months, and have been, like, not touring because of how exhausting it is. And I wanted to get an understanding of why. I kind of had a feeling of why, but I want to get a deeper understanding from them, mostly because in today's day and age, everything is single-driven. Everything is on-demand driven when can i get it now 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 and really bringing it back to the forefront of this one it's something that really hit me in a little bit of a different way just because thinking about it i mean these guys are having to write these songs produce them um do the music videos for um do all the production side for that as well get everything ready do these social media posts and just really promote it as much as possible. And that is draining a lot, especially when it comes to trying to put everything together, make sure you're doing it correctly and having to deal with life as well, especially for younger bands as well that are trying to make their name in this single driven world, especially in the streaming side. They also have full-time jobs as well. They have other responsibilities to make money to make sure they can continue to do this. So when, you know, we always want new music, it's like, why can't we just get a new song every two months? Well, it's not that easy. And I wanted the guys to express it, and I'm really glad they did because it made me a little bit more connected to the band at the same point in time, getting an understanding of what they've gone through and what they're dealing with and why they're doing this in order to make sure that they're uh, make sure that they can make their dreams come true with From Fall to Spring. I really am passionate about it. I'm glad they brought it up. So when you're looking back at you know your favorite artists or the young artists, like, oh man, why can't you just come out with a new song every single day, every single week? Because it's not that easy and promoting it is not that easy. There's other responsibilities at play here. I mean, you all have, you know, you all have different jobs. You all have different responsibilities. Now imagine trying to put out a new song every three months and doing all the promotion and production behind that as well and do it the best way possible to give yourselves the best chance to really you know get that blow up moment in the scene it's not easy and i'm glad that we got a little bit more of an understanding of it from the guys so thank you philip and lucas for that when it comes to from fall to spring when it comes to the rise album out on april 14th which will be out by the time this episode releases please go to the description of the podcast where it says find from fall to spring online you'll see links for everything for their socials links for youtube links where you can stream their music buy their music download their music links where you can buy their merch where you can keep connect with them so you know when new shows are happening Go down and do that. And also make sure you're following along with the Core Progression Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. No more TikTok. But you can follow us on there. We post a lot of different stuff about the podcast, a lot of different short version format of the podcast. We also are free to talk on any of those platforms. So feel free to message us, comment us. I'm mostly active on Facebook and Instagram out of the three. Um, we also do live streams every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central on Instagram. The one we did the night before I recorded this episode, we talked about Boston Moms. The Suspicious Delicious Sandwich, and Not Dropping the Soap. It was like a random smattering of things that are absolutely hysterical. So please join us for that. Make sure to subscribe to the Core Progression Podcast on Facebook or um, on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button or follow along with us and hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Podcast, Hario, or Amazon or else where you might be on there. If you enjoy this episode and are subscribed already, thank you very much. If you're already subscribed. Thank you very much once again. If you're subscribing now, thank you very much. If you're not going to subscribe, you're like, eh, I'm not feeling like subscribing. Please reconsider. But you're always welcome back here to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Once again, 20% and 20% off. That's it. Code CP20, CPP20 at FXIT.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, Philip and Lucas. Had a blast. And you'll see me in the pit at some point in one of your shows. Hopefully, I have both kidneys intact. 
So on that note, that's going to be for you guys. Thank you for listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I am every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all! Yeah.